0: Ready to go? Ready to do my job to the best of my abilities? I am focused only on the essential to the exclusion of all else.
1: Welcome to the Bagel Boys Show. This is a movie podcast that's not meant to be taken seriously, seriously. We go through different mini-series covering five-year-old films, franchises, and finally actors. And this is an actor series on the films of Brad Pitt. Uh,
2: can I tell you a story real quick? Yeah. I want to tell you a story about Stephen and I's trip to your house today. Stephen, the guest on this episode of the podcast. Stephen Dale, yes. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh,
0: Or evening. Or morning. I love this guy. (laughs) I love this guy. He's one of the funniest people I know.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, So we drove together here, uh, and it was an adventure. It was like we just met a bunch of different characters. Interesting people. He's basically Dorothy and I was Toto and we were on our way to Oz. This is getting uncomfortably intimate. Well,
0: Dorothy and Toto.
2: I was Toto. I was a little sidekick. Okay, gotcha. But we met a gas You're station in the attendant. in basket on the bike. He carried me in a basket on the way here. Yes. That is correct.
0: This is getting very uncomfortable. Well, I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. Put you I am telling the truth i did put you in a basket. I the bike I did you at this rate, we will never get to okay. this You're, Okay, We're driving to the
2: house, yes. <laughs> yes, so we stop at a gas station, yes. a gas station, and uh, the guy just stops and gives us life advice, and he was telling us how to eat burgers. He's like, you got to put fries in the burger. got to put some ketchup on that, baby. Okay. like, yeah, dude. He's like, what should we eat tonight? And he was giving us tips or where we should go. Okay. And so we went to Burger King, <laughs> Yeah, as one does, yep. and uh, came across a lady working at Burger King.
0: The funny thing about this whole she interaction was, trying to help us. was the fact that the guy told us, put fries on your burger. And I took to Daniel. I said, i would never done this before. Really?
2: Yeah, never no, have. Okay. So I never have either.
0: We start like hammering out, like, yeah. have you done it at Five Guys? Have you done it at McDonald's? Have you done it here? He's like, oh yeah, you got to do it here and here and here. Yeah. And I'm like, I walk out and I told Daniel, I said, I'm not just trying to shoot the breeze. That was genuinely useful life advice. I just got from a gas station worker.
2: He was basically yeah. the...
0: The Tin Man in this story. He was. So then we go to Burger King, and I'm like, look, I don't want to spend $30 on my burgers. Yeah. And she's like, well I can get you two for five here's what you do you want cheese on this burger you don't want cheese on this burger what I'll do is like, she was five. breaking it down for <laughs> us I mean, like, for she five? really was and Daniel's looking at me in the drive through like is this really happening I opened man? my mouth three times
2: to order and she cut me off She's yeah. like or you could get diced onions and it's but two cents cheaper be and mad like because
0: she was no, so no she was so
2: nice and I was like okay can I get a or you could. she kept cutting <laughs> me off
0: and I looked at Steve and I was like this lady's nuts I but... felt like Lloyd and Dumb and Dumber was like I love these salt of the earth people Harry <laughs> <laughs> Big gulps. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, she would probably be the, the scarecrow of the, the the journey. I don't I'd know. i like to
0: maintain my sanity. I don't watch Alice in Wonderland or... This is Wizard of Oz I'm Wizard talking about.
2: Oz. They're the same movie. They are not the same movie. And it's interesting you say that, you... <laughs> Complete idiot. So today, whoa, 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 wait,
1: <laughs> no, I don't get my take on the fries. Oh sure, so please. So did you guys end
0: up putting them on your? No, I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I did. I did
1: didn't you? Say, I didn't. Did. I watched you guys
2: eat, kind of,
0: from a distance. I but shoveled it was only by the grace of God. Anything even stayed on your burger at the speed you ate it. I That's
2: ate true. it very quickly. I shoveled. I opened my mouth and dumped the fries into my mouth. With a it's funnel. not
1: really shoveling's too slow. It's more like a speed train from plate to
2: to <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> I got whiplashed. I ate the fries so quick.
0: You looked more like a SpongeBob movie, like yeah. I like, don't know
2: what. So what, yeah. what,
0: what Stephen? What is your
1: take on the on the fries situation then? Like, what I changed my mean? life.
0: Yeah, okay. And so. this is uh, this has fundamentally altered the way I eat McDonald's now. And I, I don't eat McDonald's, but Mc now...
1: McDonald's is probably... Mm. Well, because one, you're not going to want to do it when it's, like, gourmet. Because the fries are, like, steak no. fries, too much. Too much bread. Mm. I, I mean, you mentioned not, Five Guys. But it's never going to be bad.
0: Five Guys fries are too thick, so that burger's going to no. get real... I like offending fancy people. So the idea that fancy? I could go... The idea yeah. I, that I could go to like a high-end uh, end burger, burger restaurant. But I've got to just, just slap
1: some slap some uh some fries down on there. By the way,
0: if y'all are in North Carolina at any point in time, go to Brew Burger. I love Brew Burger. We, oh, wait, don't we have a Brew Burger here? Changed my life.
2: In Avon? Like B R U? Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's one not in oh Avon, God. not in
2: Avon. It's downtown. Like, so Yeah, downtown. Massive. Oh, I love yeah. Brew Burger. It's great. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful place. What's to like
1: go. before we get started? What's like the the weirdest thing you've ever had on a burger, topping
2: wise? Peanut butter, in Scotty's Brew House. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's okay, it's peanut
1: butter with jalapeno. Yeah. That's the that's the thing. Peanut Pops. butter at this point is not as feel like that's like not as weird as it used to be. Is it not? I think. Where have so. I been? I don't know.
2: Steven was looking at us you know like. Peanut butter. Well, your might has offended. changed
1: once today. So now it has to change. We're altering it again.
2: What's the weirdest thing you put in your burger? prize now right
1: <laughs> no
2: you've lived a sad life steven Sting. an egg
1: <laughs> oh okay. eggs not weird Well, okay but it's different it's not your lettuce well, you know ketchup i standard. am a traditional
0: american man You're of scrambled or mm-hmm.
1: like over easy sunny side up kind of egg no sunny side up okay so that with the yolk the breaks when you bite yeah yeah, see.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah he knows what's up he does. You guys know what's up. Welcome to the Bagel Boys Show. <laughs> hey welcome. Hey, Stephen Wesley, thank you so much for coming to my special episode oh. of Ad Astra.
0: I, I've been thinking about this line all day, so I just have to say say it right now. The Bagel Boys Show yes. is an island of happiness in the sea of crap. That is 2020. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? Yes. You guys are an oasis. You're so what much fun. This this year is so terrible. And I keep getting reminded of it every day. Yeah. You know. Well,
1: especially when it comes to, like, the movie scape of The, the movies. Oh, everything keeps changing. Regal shutting
2: down. Regal Eddie Van
0: Halen just died. That's... Awful. <laughs> Why sorry? are you laughing then? I don't know. Like, because you it has no that. bearing on yeah. films. Well, no, I know, that. but it you know, happened that. yesterday, We're and I was very yeah, sad about, about it. Yeah, tell about that. Steven, you went to your first drive-in. It was great. It was a lot of fun. I'd already seen Frankenstein before, but...
2: Uh, yeah, today's it. episode is Ad Astra. Um, it's the
0: final one on the pit list, Dan.
2: It's the final one on the pit list. All right, so if you've stayed with us this long... Thank why? you. <laughs> yeah, why? That, that's What have drive. you been doing? Why are you listening to
0: us?
1: Raise your hand if you've listened to every episode on the show. You probably
0: list. have some trucker in the middle of, like, Colorado going, oh, boy, there's this next episode. Who's <laughs> probably oh, kept so. up on every single episode. Colorado Brand trucker, bit. give us a call. Right. We'll have you on the show. So, add, no, seriously, they yeah. will have you on the show. Give them a call. They
1: probably. Yeah. We got this guy here today. Yeah,
0: Stephen. <laughs> if Stephen. Bottom can get of the him. barrel. Whoa!
1: I didn't <laughs> say that.
2: Top of the barrel. Top of the barrel.
0: Top of the morning
2: too. He's sitting so on top of the barrel. <laughs> and We're at the
1: bottom of the pit
2: list. We've worked sure, our way right.
1: all the way down, or all the way up, as uh, a certain host on the show might say. But it's <laughs> me. It's we, me. It's, I love this movie. It's, you. it's Daniel. <laughs> you just wanna spoil it. We uh this is a movie that came out in 2019 and so this is kind of again kind of a fresher take this isn't going to be you know back in the early 2000s or late 90s from what we covered before this is like hot off the press as you can get basically movie wise because Brad hasn't done a movie after this so that no. kind of gets us to our final pit stop so instead of looking in between because there's nothing in between from Hollywood to Ad Astra we are just gonna give Brad a nice send off. Look back on our time we've spent with Brad from the pit list episodes and also just movies with Brad in general and then kind of talk about the next one he has coming. So Daniel,
2: hit us with your highlights and lowlights of the pit list. Brad is like a little baby bird that we're letting we're setting him free. We are off yes. into the wild. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Goodbye, Brad. We <laughs> whisper as we let him out of the cage. <laughs> See him fly out in the horizon.
0: You've been waiting to do that line, haven't you? I thought of it in the car.
2: Yeah. Because <laughs> I said the baby birds. Both, both of us. Fun. There
0: we go. We got our lines in. We sure did. <laughs> they grow
2: up so fast. We do. That poor little, yeah. Um, highlights for me, I've always been a big Brad Pitt fan, but I think this just solidified. It's like, oh yeah, this
0: guy, this guy rules. He's like one of the best actors mm-hmm. around. He can do it all. Have you covered and, in nope. any podcast previously why you're a Brad Pitt fan? Like what started it?
2: Have we covered why? Like yeah. Why
0: we chose Brandon? No. No. You can say why. What's the I
2: reason? think it why because it just kind of the variety of movies. That like we've talked about thing, war yeah. movies. We've talked about comedies. We've talked about... No romance movies. No. <laughs> romance. Thrillers. Dr- you know, and dramas. dramas. So I think that was the big selling point. And we, I was personally super excited to talk about Hollywood and Ad Astra. Those were my two selling points.
1: I think that was kind of like the driving force, not only behind the variety of everything and the... Depth of what he can do, role wise and acting wise, but also just because we twenty nineteen was a great movie year, and you got two really solid performances from him, and he kind of like stuck out as not that you know those are necessarily our favorites of the year for you. Ad Astra is obviously we talked about that in past episodes, but just in general, lasting wise, who was the actor we kind of talked about and agreed upon the most that had the, the biggest year, I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, obviously, just kind of solidified because Moneyball's always been a favorite of mine. Like right, Fight Club, that's another you know, thing. like Hollywood yeah. as well. And so, just, and Ocean's Eleven too, of course. And so just kind of looking into just some of the other ones I didn't know as much about, but also really getting into the nuance of what he can do and what why there's such a draw to him other than just being a charismatic, attractive face in Hollywood. Because you get those like a dime a dozen. Like, what yeah. sets Brad to like the next level and i think over the time it kind of like what we said it speaks to the variety of not just the movies the mm-hmm. directors he's worked with you know how he plays certain things restrained or over the top and all the little subtleties you can get kind of disproves the point yeah. of why he's had
0: such a great career yeah then you need a joaquin phoenix list uh, hey that'd be we're nice. talking thing, and yeah. that's the appeal That'd I was going to say, choice. yeah, no, they're just... We've already a done Joker, yet. dang it. We have done Joker. We can do it again. Yeah, we'll just pretend. Yeah, uh, there's so much there. There's,
1: there's, yeah, I was going to say that... that I wanted to say there was, there was never a time when it was like, oh, it's Brad or this person, it's Brad or this person. The other one we kind of thought of maybe was John Goodman at one point, just yeah. because, again, there was so much... Stuff and a lot of, but we kind of ultimately decided because of him being more supporting in the movies. We wanted to talk about. We'd either save for another time or find some other way to talk
0: about those yeah. particular movies. But I was trying to work out. some Cohen
2: movies in there too. Yeah. And I was a little yeah. biased.
0: I will not be a host for any of those movies. John Goodman, you don't like John Goodman? No, no the Cohen movies. Okay. Oh. Okay. Not a huge Cohen brothers fan. Oh, like Steven, do start right now. Oh. I digress. Well, well this, this is not a huge I, fan. Really true for it was an amazing movie. Hey, see. Anything that Roger Deakins was the cinematographer on, I will watch. He's not even... Daniel
1: gets so riled up, and Steven with Daniel... It's so funny seeing their <laughs> back and forth in person, because yeah. it's like being in the middle. It's like you... Either one of you will say something, and you uh-huh. don't even mm-hmm. mean like it isn't an attack, but the yeah. other person just takes it
0: like... <laughs> In a different way, and I'm like, okay, I can see what you, why you're thinking that. And the but, moment yeah. one of us is about to strangle the other, we say something that totally redeems that person.
1: <laughs>
2: yes.
0: Yeah, In the most true.
1: backwards, backdoor yep. way possible. Yeah. It's so funny how it
2: happens. Well, inside information, we're in a group chat, me, Wesley, and Steven. This group chat is a gem. I'm oh. usually anti-group chat, but... It's a, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a complete mess. It's a beautiful mess. It is a group chat that's kept us all awake... And <laughs> all hours of the morning, laughing, waking up our wives. And, You're uh, showing
0: our age, dude. One o'clock is not all hours of the morning. Well,
2: it is for... Me. I'm actually past my bedtime right now. It is eight o'clock. Can we wrap this up? I need to. Go okay, that. so the the
1: pit stop. We aren't not stopping. Brad, accelerate on to the rest of your career. The next movie Brad has on the docket is there's a lot of speculation, a lot of rumor, but it's yeah. called Babylon, and it's directed yeah. by Damien Chazelle of La La Land and Whiplash and mm-hmm. First Man Fame. I'm so in. I was gonna I say so in. that I know. sounds great. Possibly other castmates rumored, heavily rumored, as Emma Stone, Toby Maguire, Meryl Streep, and Michael B. Jordan. Get a load of oh, that! Like obviously, that's moly. all. That's
0: all rumored.
2: Oh, this will come out in twenty
1: thirty. No one. Yeah right. right now. Yeah. Yeah. But I was gonna say it's... If you told me that without the director, I would have been like, "There's no way." But because of his track record working with you know Emma Stone in the past yeah. and having the pull of say a La La Land and A Whiplash, and first man, kinda, yeah, and First Man too. I it might happen. We'll see. See it. we'll see.
2: We'll uh, see. Was yeah. Tom Cruise on the
0: list? I didn't hear Tom Cruise's name.
1: Uh nope, not
2: Tom Cruise. <laughs> okay,
0: this
1: well. so close, so close. Buddy. You just
0: have to name that series the Cruise. The <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> Jason <Justin laughs> goes to Stephen Dale. Right. <laughs> copyright 2020.
2: He gets all of our...
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. All, all, all royalties. All
2: royalties that we get.
1: Well, speaking of uh, royalties... <laughs> where you Where's the segue? There's no segue here, really. Just <laughs> saying, like, like, what else can you put... Can, can Stephen put a stamp on something else is basically my point. And that stamp, of course... Is the Rotten Tomatoes game? I'm so a, Daniel, no, I want to guess, guess. I want to guess. Well, no, you will guess. Daniel. Okay. Daniel yep. definitely has looked at it because it's his favorite movie. Right, right. So and it's, it's so yeah. recent, it's not, it's not fair. But so the critic consensus is: "Ad Astra" takes a visually thrilling journey through the vast reaches of space while charting an ambitious course for the heart of the bond between parent and child. I think I that one's pretty taken clean. to think that one up. Uh, after all the 374 critic reviews came <clears throat> out. That's so sure. poetic, it makes me want to puke. Right? <laughs> As he, is, you should go back and just listen to the first like, 10 minutes of every episode because there's some that are like this that are pretty good. Is that Brad? I just want to see somebody <laughs> Brad guy. Pitt wrote this himself. <laughs> that, that was Brad a himself. darn good Spice movie. Y'all to go watch it. <laughs> so, critic. Consensus is fresh, so that's above sixty percent. Audience score is run below a sixty percent.
0: No kidding. Yeah.
1: So this yeah. is one that's like of all the movies we've talked about, has the biggest difference in percentage scores between audience just and just tell me straight out because I
0: will not guess it accurately. I was gonna yeah, guess ballpark, so I was gonna be sixty percent above for, for the audience.
1: Okay, yours it lower. It's lower than a sixty, yeah. Yeah. Wow. What do you think for critics? It's a good. I'm calling it sure?
0: above eighty three to eighty five percent for the critics. Eighty three. Is it eighty three? That sounds about right. Aud- I knew the critics would yeah. like it.
1: Eighty three for critics. Audience is forty. That wow. breaks my heart. I can one thousand percent tell you why because Ad Astra Dads. is not no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no it's because of the way they marketed this movie it's very yep. subversive it's very bad and the whoever did well not bad but misleading is what I'll say, because Ann Asher is not a movie like an Avengers Endgame or a Mm, Spider-Man where users are going to watch it and come back to Rotten Tomatoes and write their user reviews. It's going to go into theaters and come and go, and the the dedicated users on Rotten Tomatoes are going to leave their initial
0: reviews. Literally every action shot in the movie made it into the trailers. People came
2: to see aliens, and not a single alien in this movie. Just a really
0: old Tommy Lee Jones. He kind of looks like an alien. Gets close. Yeah.
2: (laughs) They basically took the
1: made it seem like the premise was, hey, we're going to go on this space adventure. There's going to be this huge mystery involved. And there's intrigue, don't get me wrong, but it's going to be this kind of high-octane space adventure with Brad Pitt spanning across the galaxy. It is space. It's more of a space journey than a space adventure. And those two things are very different. So... I fell victim of this. Me too. Because I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't watch trailers too often. But this was when I was like, "Hey, Asher, what's that?" And I watched the trailer. I was like, "This looks incredible. This looks awesome." You know, get there, and the within the first ten seconds, that opening shot of like the uh, kind of the sun flare and then reflect of his.
2: uh, The two thousand one space odyssey. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm
1: misreading this tone here. But then with the opening, you picked scene, it up that early with the with the score. But then I got kind of Jedi mind tricked because the first <laughs> sequence is the most like tense and like, yo, oh, yeah, like, knuck, white knuckling your seat as you watch him fall from this tower. We'll get into that in a he little bit. He hits the
0: brakes so hard after the tower, though, right? I and mean, that's, like, that's the like, thing, like, and yeah.
1: that's okay. I'm fine with that now after re watching it a few times, but man, like, sitting there in theater, I was like, kind of just thrown back and forth between and kind of guessing and kind of getting settled into what the yep. movie was. So half the runtime the first time I saw it Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what are we doing here? Like, but What's I going like on? Let's, yeah yeah,
0: Mr. Inconsistent Pacing. I, I like it. that.
1: Right. Let no, me
2: interject here right. because saying first you're leaving out that's all. a very important detail. We did see this in IMAX. We did see this in which IMAX. Which was just mind-blowing. Yeah, did I. Did yeah, us, you've yes. seen IMAX. Uh, so let me tell my side of the story. Because yes. I see this movie with Wes, his yep. wife Rachel, mm-hmm. Mikey, friend of the show, and Danny? Danny, yes. Danny, Danny, also yeah. friend of the show. Friend of the show. Brother of the show. Brother of the Mikey show. Mikey too. <laughs> yeah, we forgot Mikey was your brother there for a second. Family
0: relative related to the broadcast. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Steven. This is why we have you on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're watching it. And, yeah, so I was bamboozled because <laughs> it's quite different than the trailer. Yeah. But I, I loved it, even from you the 1st watching. You on watch. the train. I was on that, you know that train he was on in, on the moon? Did you mm-hmm. just use the word With bam- bamboozled? I, I sure enough did. Sure enough, did. Sure enough, did there.
0: I'm Um, sorry, that's why I laughed. Oh, sorry, Moon Train.
2: Moon train. moon train. He's
0: hopping on the moon train. He was
2: hopping on the... I was hopping on that moon train with Brad. You I was the conductor tram. of the moon train. I was. Train. You're Get like, on, Wes. Get on the train. moon train,
0: Wes. <laughs> <laughs> a moon tram.
2: I said, choo-choo, and Wes would be quiet. We're in a theater. Are you
0: serious? No. Did that really happen? No. no.
2: No, don't put it past us, though. No, but I was on board, and I was just... I was kept looking at Wes. I was like, oh, he's thinking what I'm thinking. He's loving this, too. He's eating it up. Really? What you saw uh, was confusion. I yeah. no, confusion. <laughs> I know, and uh, I even looked at Rachel, I was like, oh, she's digging it, too, and Rachel hates this movie, so I don't know what <laughs> I'm hilarious. thinking. Uh, so as soon as the movie hits, we're walking out to the parking lot, and I turn to Wes, and I'm like, oh, I know what he's about to say, and Wes goes, well, it was okay and I was like, Oh my Lord what in heaven, what has happened? happened?
1: You peripherally I can see you just with your head held high, oh, walking out, and I was like, Oh,
2: I better just rip this off quick, like oh, a band aid that ripped I ripped that band-aid yeah. off. But thankfully I had Mikey told us <laughs> because it, yeah. he said, Oh, that was a masterpiece. Mikey's
1: smarter than I am though. He
0: picks up on things. It's like a very trigger. polarizing movie.
2: It is. And I know, can I say yeah. someone real quick here? If yes. you're friends with me, if you're friends with me on Facebook even You know I'm a huge fan of this movie. Yeah, Um, and this is gonna sound a little misleading. I am not mad or upset with anybody who says it's not a masterpiece. I joke, guys, don't believe them. (laughs) No, it's a (laughs) trick. I'm very, I'm being very genuine about this. If you don't think it's a masterpiece, I completely understand. I get upset when people say it's too slow, or if it's not good, Mm -hmm. or if they trash it. But the masterpiece, it's more. Specifically tailored for Daniel's taste. I'm okay if you guys...
0: This is a big Daniel movie.
2: This is a big Daniel movie. What was
0: your first impression? Um... I was crazy about it. Yeah. Nice. Because you got to remember, I'm coming hot off the heels of First Man. Yes. It was the last that space was, movie. They yep. came out like a year
1: apart almost to the day. It was both October yeah. movies, yeah, right? Yeah.
0: I got to tell you, one of the biggest appeals of First Man to me, and I'll give you a little bit of backstory. It's going to bore the crap out of people, but I'm excited. I think I told you I saw, I originally saw the trailer. I wish I'd seen First Man in IMAX. I didn't. It was phenomenal. I saw a trailer for it, the Gemini 8 launch mm-hmm. in IMAX before Black Panther. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yes. I remember. And right. I remember thinking that's exactly what turbulence is like when I fly because I'm scared to death of flying. Mm-hmm. So I got into first man. Loved. <laughs> Go on. Yes. yes. Don't be
1: shy. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, like no, the no. look on your I... face is <laughs> just gold. Trying to moon.
2: sheepishly I... crack one open. Crap. Oh, You're <laughs>
0: <We're sitting laughs> I did like... not crap. Dang, I was crapped out of here.
2: I crapped my pants. Was hoping they wouldn't notice. Continue, Steven.
0: <laughs> Anyway, right. yes. The part of the appeal of First Man to me was the sort of stoic, you know, Mm -hmm. non-emotional, no matter what danger comes, I'm going to see my way through it. Yep. Because you don't get a lot of that nowadays, you know? Nowadays, you know, you want flawed heroes who are in tune with themselves. And I kind of like the Clint Eastwood style of... Right. I'm going to grit my teeth and get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. And so I saw that. I didn't know that they would... Go against it so much, Ned Astra. Mm-hmm. They kind of, they kind of say that it's a bad thing. I feel like in the narrative, I don't feel like it is. Mm-hmm. I like Brad's lack of emotion. I oh, like yeah. the sort okay. of I'm going to lock down and get the job done. Yes
2: and no. I yeah. I I,
0: I think and I thought that it was well explored. Mm-hmm. I thought that it gave it a unique flavor. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. that it made it different, made it more realistic. Yep. So I loved it the first time I saw it, and I have to say one of my favorite parts of the movie is the texture. I love.
2: Virgin yeah. Atlantic.
0: Yeah. I love the Applebees on the Moon. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love the We Are World Leaders quote. Yes. I love it. Love it, love it, love it.
1: They yeah. take such a, a fine line between because this isn't an Interstellar. This isn't no. an Arrival, but it's not necessarily a gravity
0: either
2: where that movie is more.
0: And it's not trying to be, yeah, and it's not and trying that's to, that's to be any strength. of those things, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. With me, the mo-
2: yeah. with the messages of this movie's trying to bring and the story it's trying to tell, it's more like a Personal. It's personal. It's a personal dramatic story told in space. Not really a space movie. Yes,
0: yes, yes. And exactly. And that like can Underworld throw people off. vampires and yeah. That it's almost an afterthought, yeah. which is the way you're going to have to do it if you really want to. I think make the movie.
2: Yep, and I shine. think that's why a lot of dads don't like this movie. Yeah, because <laughs> <Well, laughs> which yeah. I understand. That's why yeah. I'm saying I'm not upset if you don't think this is a masterpiece or anything. Because it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Me, I'm not a science heavy guy. I don't. I mean, it's it's not the Martian either. It's definitely not the
1: Martian. It takes more liberties than that. It's not so self like serious and like the factual side of things. But you know, you feel like these people. You see, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. grounded because it's like okay, if we went to the moon and colonized it in a way, there would be an Applebee's. It would be kind of like yeah, it would be kind of a touristy kind of attraction. That's exactly what it
0: would be. And if I can throw in like a thought here, just something that could be really interesting because I haven't seen it. They worked with Lockheed Martin early on. They were Mm -hmm. looking at spacecraft. Mm -hmm. And initially, one of the things that attracted me to the film was James Gray said, I want this to be the most realistic space movie ever made. Now, he pulled back later Mm -hmm. in production and said, since we're going all the way to Neptune, the best I can do is plausible. Right. But... Everything from, like, the bed, I think it's a deleted scene where uh, Brad's, like, sleeping in a bed where it's, like, a a pouch that he's sleeping in. Yeah, like the astronauts. They do that in Mm -hmm. the International Space Station. Yes. So what they did was everything that you see in terms of the look of the movie is grounded in either something they're already doing or something they want to do. Right. And I think that that's what made the texture of the film really good.
1: Yeah, especially taking that approach with something like a space exploration type movie or, Mm -hmm. like you said, a personal story set in space. Mm -hmm. Movies like this really don't, I don't want to say don't get made anymore. They just don't really get made, you know? Because, like, when it comes to space in general or just that kind of grandiose type setting, it's never focused on, like, the personal side of things. It's always, like, you know, what's this big thing or time travel or aliens or... What weird sights we can see. And that's, you know, fine. I'm not saying those movies are bad. It's just this is such a unique premise. And it's kind of sad that um, Brad Pitt helped produce this movie. It didn't bomb completely. Yeah. But in relation, like, just to compare... It was made for somewhere between like eighty and hundred million, and only made like worldwide less than two hundred million. Yeah, it back. didn't do so well. When you compare that to like an Interstellar, a Martian, yeah. or Gravity that all made over six hundred million, it's like okay, like people didn't come to this movie either expecting it or like yeah, there was some miscommunication. I don't think there. the release time helped it either. No, you know, it definitely didn't fall release. Yeah. But it Wasn't
0: trying to be a temple movie either. Right. You no. Know?
1: But yeah, I'm just I just hope that. Uh, with the lack of that and like we kind of discussed earlier the the landscape of cinema as we know it changing mm-hmm. i just hope we don't lose films like this because like you were saying they put in so much effort to the smallest things like that uh chase scene on the moon. The way they shot that was just in this the basically... The infrared, yeah. The infrared, yeah. So they kind of just reversed that and then added color to it afterwards. I thought that was great because it gives actually that Actually laying
0: aesthetic. over yeah. images of mm-hmm. the moon right. into the mm-hmm. the background, yeah. The they sound did, design, I mean, sound just great. flawless. I thought it was filmed on the moon. I did too. Well, well yeah, it No, I'm yeah, pretty sure honestly, it was. I don't know, think what you guys are saying is correct. But we're going to stick to the format. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're right. You
0: guys... <laughs> I was like, you guys
1: got on that bit and then just just hopped right off so quick. I was like, there we go,
2: yeah? Uh, is this a good time to stop now for our ad break for Moon uh, Applebee's?
1: Yes, but of course. Moon Applebee's is sponsoring this episode it of sure the Bigger Boy Show. Uh, you know, your moon burgers, your moon <laughs> fries, your moon beverages. They just put moon your, in front of everything on the menu? Genie. Some lazy marketing. One of the One of the funniest <laughs> things about that is, like, on his quote-unquote, like, commercial kind of flight from, I think it's from Earth to yep. the moon, is when she offers him, like, the pillow and blanket packet, yep. and it costs, like, $150 yeah. or something like that. Something crazy. I'm like, that's exact, yeah.
0: But <laughs> I have to say that the moon launch, the moon the the, the commercial moon travel, yeah. may be my favorite part of that whole movie. Yeah. It's fantastic. I loved it.
2: I loved it. It's such a cool thought that that could be possible.
0: And, and it was little things, like, you know, how Virgin has their moon, uh, uh, yeah. moon lighting on their mm-hmm. airplanes? They incorporated mood lighting into the space capsule with the purple hues. Mm -hmm. I mean, just
2: genius.
1: They thought of a lot of extra things, but to to tee this up for people who haven't seen it before, we get into the more nitty-gritty and the nitty-pitty of everything. The
2: nitty-pitty.
1: Nice segue. got Brad Pitt as an astronaut, and fill in here, jump in, Daniel, when you want to. What about me? What and am I No, you can
0: Stephen, well. you
2: sit there and you be <laughs> uh, it, For those of like you who like, don't yeah. know, Stephen has to raise his hand every time he wants to talk. <laughs> sure. We call on him. No, yes, Steven. No, Stephen. <laughs> put your hand up. <laughs> we had two very different <laughs> things there.
1: So Brad Pitt's an astronaut. Yes. He's basically set up as this very, like you mentioned, very stoic, very calm, very get-the-job-done-first mindset kind of guy. Yep. Throughout the story, in the beginning, we kind of see what that means for him as far as his personal life sacrifices. But we are told early on what he needs to do throughout the movie. The point of this movie is his dad has gone missing. Somewhere in the far reaches of space, Brad hasn't seen him since he was a young boy. He went out in space when he was nine, lost communication with him when he was 16 on this
2: semi-classified mission. The Lima Project. The Lima Project. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, by planet Neptune Mm -hmm. in search for alien life.
0: Yes. You want to just read us the rest of the movie?
2: Yes, let me get the wiki synopsis real quick. So, Brad is on
1: this journey to find his father. Mm -hmm. Throughout, there's a few twists and turns and on it unexpected space baboons along the way <laughs> to get to where he needs to go <laughs> to find his father, and things are revealed about the Lima Project and what his father, uh, the role his father has played in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's a space journey. It's a father-son movie. Can I just say, time out really quick. Yeah, what's up? Father-son movies. Yes. I thought of that this a oh, few months ago leading up to this movie. What you got? When it's a, like, mother-daughter movie why is it always like it's just that not that they're bad but like things like like say like a little women or a ladybird where it's like it's mother daughter it's like real life it's this it's that but mm-hmm. things like there's like the lion king or field of dreams or this or it's like hey you know what would be cool let's tell this really personal story about a father and son's relationship and the, the dynamic between that oh that's cool what about if it was you know in space or or he hears whispers in his cornfield and he has to move down the cornfield and possibly travel back in time and there's baseball players and all this other stuff. Why can't father-son movies or be like, Or he gets hey. trampled by
2: wildebeest. Or he gets trampled
1: by Like, what is going on
2: with father-son Does movies? Does he get trampled wildebeest in Field of Dreams? I'm getting the movies confused.
1: Uh, no.
2: Okay. That was this movie, right? Okay, <laughs> okay sorry.
1: <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. That's it. Hmm.
0: I think a lot right? of it has to do with the fact that the, their unique challenges to the father-son relationship. I like it personally. Yeah, No, no, I'm not saying about. it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's interesting I don't interesting think you can take a father-son and drop them in like a Lady Bird scenario. It's just right. not going to... I'd when like, you like to see Man someone... Bird. I'd like <laughs> First of all, that title alone is enough for the movie not to turn a profit. Man Bird. Secondly... Starting Tommy Lee Jones and Brad Pitt. <laughs> when me and my father travel across the country, the trip looks like this.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, you're like, right.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I Yeah, and I'm not saying that bad or that someone can't do it. I've just kind of noticed Interesting interest in no Interesting differences
0: in the dynamic. Yeah, you know that's what I'm all i saying. Say. Yeah.
1: Yes, pit performance. Pit performance. Here we go. Daniel, set the, set the scene
2: here for Steven about well, the pit performance. All right. Well, Steven, sit down. I'm sitting. All right, continue to sit. Don't all get right. up. <laughs> Don't get up. Uh, so you got five levels of a pit performance, okay? You got the pits. That's the worst. The worst. No good. No good. Stink-a-roni. Dirty run. Terrible. A-roni. Yeah, we don't a <laughs> Rooney. What?
0: Bad Brad. Do you do realize that most of the terms you guys are using went out of style around two
2: thousand three? Well. Um,
0: well, yes. Yeah, it's,
2: we hit our peak at eight years old. Okay. Anyway,
0: stinkeroni <laughs> to the pits. Keep. Let's keep moving up. <laughs> stinkeroni.
2: Stinkeroni. Okay. Oh, so you got the pits. You got bad bread. You got a tad Brad. Little tad too much. You know, like he's either all right. not or not enough. Yeah. Either way, he's yeah. teetering on yep. good, but not bad. You got the rad bread. Rad bread. Mm, Thumbs it's up a all cool the way. Good. Then one. you got that bread, to the bone, the bread, bread of the bone baby. Bread. Bread.
0: Are you that's asking my rating out of the? That's list, what or? we're about that, to talk. Okay. That's what we're about to talk about.
1: We teed it up. We're at mm-hmm. home plate.
0: Oh yeah! I already softball. know what it is. I'm Just
1: about hit, to
2: hit the hit tee ball. I'm about to hit this baby like I'm Billy Bean. Get it? Yeah. Brad Pitt, yeah. Billy Bean, Moneyball, Bride of the Bone. Of course. <laughs> so mm. I think this is Brad Pitt's mm. best performance mm. that he's ever done.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think this. best ever. Best ever. This is my personal favorite. Really. Yeah, I think he shows everything I want out of Brad performance. Okay, he's got the charisma. Mm-hmm. He demands the screen every time he's on. Your eyes are on him and you're seeing what he's doing. Right. He's got that screen presence. Um, you see a nice dramatic side of him. Right. That's more reserved, which you don't get often. Like a good half of this movie, he's not showing much emotion, but yeah. he is. When he finds out that his dad's maybe still alive. Yeah. He has this great bit that where was he point. looks yes, that he was looks like point. he's so distracted, but he's trying to keep us cool yes. because he does not want to show any emotion. I think that's fantastic because you can see it in his eyes, yeah. in those steely blue eyes. A lot of eye acting. A lot of eye acting. In the best way. Yeah. He doesn't move any part of his face but his eye in this movie. <laughs> it's true. Watch it again. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, there's no comedic parts of it. Not really, no. But... I don't know. To me, from a dramatic standpoint, this is everything
1: I want in Brad performance. I will go ahead and pull that trigger and say it's Brad to the bone as well. And the reason Atta being... boy! Is I won't go as far as say it's his best performance ever. However, we've talked several times throughout the pit list of like movies where it's like, oh, this is irreplaceable. Brad has to be in this movie. Yeah. Or, oh, we could insert so-were-so sort of actor here. I'm not saying that someone couldn't have done this role. What I'm saying is, anyone who tried to do this stoic, reserved performance would have done it like this. Would mm-hmm. come off as either wooden yeah. or boring.
0: Or go. You no. have to go in yeah. an
1: entirely different direction. You're absolutely. You see all of that emotion behind that he's holding back oh. yeah. throughout the entire movie, and as he loses his grip on that restraint throughout the movie, that's what makes it so interesting. You're not getting like either you know static or like an explosion of yep. emotion you're getting like that heartbeat throughout the movie and if you had someone else in this movie I don't want to initially label it bad, it just would not be as interesting and Mm -hmm. not nearly as rewatchable to pick up on those nuances. So yeah, Brad to the bone for sure. He's stoic, but not arrogant too. Yes.
0: I like that. That's a good point. Can I throw in a little bit of movie trivia? Please, please do. I welcome it. I I really, I obsess. when I get on a movie train, I obsess ask my wife. It's bad. It's Mm -hmm. annoying. Mm -hmm. And James Gray actually designed the part for Brad Pitt. Now, I will take you back to Troy. Okay. Okay. Now, In Troy, basically every shot ends up being a hero shot on Brad. Yes. (laughs) Kind of ends up being a one-dimensional character. Mm -hmm. Brad himself said he didn't really like that. He wanted to bring out the flaws, of which if you read the Iliad, there are a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he wanted to show and humanize the person more, although he couldn't get that. Yeah. Now, James Gray said if you look at him, he's somebody who naturally fits into the spotlight. Good looks, good acting, well-spoken. Right. But he always looks uncomfortable with it. And mm-hmm. that's exactly why James Gray wanted him for the part. And so it was designed to bring that out. So I'm going to say Brad to the bone for sure. Yes. Oh, I love it. And it's because they brought that out so much. Oh, yeah. I don't know of any other actor who you can put the screen on and, and uh, um, turn to the, uh, what do they call him, when he has to report. Remember when he has to do oh, yeah. emotional reports yep. throughout the movie? Any other actor does come off cheesy. With Brad, yeah. they come off as being really legitimate. You hear mm-hmm. him and you're like, okay. Now I get it, and I think he's about the only actor who can walk that tightrope in such a way as to pull it off. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm just saying I don't know if I'd call it his best performance because that's not his most rounded, but I certainly don't think another actor could have done that. Yeah, in every report he
2: does, I like that he starts out such a robot. Every single report he like becomes more and more like a real. Person. Yes. Who are we talking about? Brad, Brad Pitt. Okay. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Like for the, the journey he goes <laughs> through, like yeah, character yeah. Character yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the very beginning of the movie, like that. I
0: was totally. <laughs> who are we talking about? <laughs> right Even right after we just, like, just talked about, it's <laughs> like the ninth movie in the series.
2: <laughs> Will Smith, Stephen. That's <laughs> right. who we're talking about. No, the very beginning, he's like, "I've slept eight point two hours." Yeah. In the very end of it, you know.
0: I remember like a human being. the first part of his report and thinking. Hmm. That's what my workday sounds like. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> have we had a guest on
1: for a Brad to the Bone episode, or has it always been us? I don't want again. I I'm Ooh. not saying like it's the best performance, but I want to say that it says something that this is the most like
0: we were unanimous on. There's Brad a lot to of
1: strong opinions in the room, and to have a Brad to the Bone be unanimous is yeah. the only other ones were Oceans, Ooh. Moneyball, and that's it. Right. Um we tried to I go. It
2: oh, wasn't you said, unanimous though. It wasn't unanimous. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. I think so. How about that? How about On the it?
1: last one?
2: I know. We saved the best for last.
1: Was it planned? They'll never know.
0: <laughs> did we do this? Steven begged for <laughs> Ad <laughs> Astra since he the did. conclusion we of did. the Venom we episode. Did. I did. I love this movie so much. Well, let's
1: talk about who we love and who we don't with the supporting cast. I So I love we got my wife Priscilla.
2: That's good. Good shout out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Priscilla, second. your husband yeah. loves you.
0: Tommy Lee Jones, I guess, is the obvious one we'll start with. Yeah. I have never I was I was actually shocked, I was thinking today, I was shocked that they got the names they did for how small the parts yes. were.
2: Yeah. Liv Tyler is in it for three point eight seconds. Donald
1: Sutherland's in it for
2: maybe 15, 20. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the Tommy Lee Jones right at the end. Tommy Lee
2: Jones is such a crucial part of the movie though, and right. it's probably my favorite part of the movie is their scene together. Yeah. So it makes it all worth it. I love Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. And they wrote
0: his part up. Yeah. This part was written up. He looked at the original script and he told James, I don't think there's really enough here to merit me. Right. And they actually wrote more in because of it. So. That's awesome.
1: I'm glad they did because this movie has been like not necessarily in, in tone or in subject matter, but it's been compared to Apocalypse now mm-hmm. in the sense where you get the narration, it's kind of a journey and then you've got this figure this looming mysterious figure that kind of shows up at the end. Yeah. And so I like that the the payoff is definitely there. You're not really disappointed when Tommy Lee Jones and shows up. And he's got enough
0: gravity where you don't yeah. need to see a lot of him in order to feel it on the screen, you know. I would agree. Right. I w- yeah. I would
1: say that the biggest thing is it's it's not completely what you'd expect and I wouldn't say it's like shocking surprise either. It toes that mm-hmm. line of like oh, that's interesting, like, huh. Like, it makes you kind of, like, kind of want to, you know, chew on the scene a little bit more and think about mm-hmm. what just happened because it's not some, like, big fight scene explosion or something like that, but it's also not just like, hey, Dad, all right, let's go back to Earth. Yeah. You know, it's not that It's either. such
2: a gut punch because the whole movie you're waiting for him to reunite with his dad, and the dad isn't even, like, happy to see him. Yeah. It's not even in phase. Yeah. Just like you just walked home See, like any other day. See, it's funny you
0: guys say that because that was not a gut punch for me. Like mm-hmm. at a certain point in the film, I thought you've already played your hand. I mm-hmm. already know what's going to happen when they meet. What made the movie work for me? What made it good was the fact that I already knew how that meeting was going to go. I felt like I was open for a surprise. Yeah, I anticipated his dad saying that, but yeah. it still worked. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, the, that, and, the quality of the same, acting, yeah. the gravity of the scene. You know the fact that he like sheds one tear as he floats up, that's what made it work for me. It was just so well acted.
2: Yeah. I thought maybe Tommy Lee Jones was gonna go, a little, was gonna be a little crazy or something. Yeah, uh, which he is. He, he is, but, he is, yeah. but a but much more held back, reserved. That yeah. he just doesn't care. About. He's lost like
1: his yeah. humanity yep. in a way too, and that and Brad plays off of that so well. Where you kind of see him. It's almost like the the whole movie's journey. Within that, whatever, like 20, 25 minute sequence where the dad gets introduced, where he starts out approaching it as more, again, reserved. He kind of resets back when he gets there. And
0: as the thing goes on, he lets more and more go. And lets, well, it's lets a meeting go, yeah. that neither of them ultimately wanted.
2: You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh, you know, no, yeah. Brad. Dad,
0: Absolutely. I think the dad would have been fine if Brad never showed up. Oh, yep. yeah. I think Brad said, would yeah. have been fine if he never had to go back out there. Yeah. Well, even you when know. he shows
2: up, Tommy Jones is like, oh, I'm glad to see you because he has a job for him. He's like, I yeah, thought me exactly. and you could work together. Yeah. Blah, blah. Yeah, Never have a relationship. And I mean, to, to
0: pull that off acting-wise, you're talking two or three layers deep, plot on top of plot. I mean, yep. that's just <laughs> thought-provoking.
2: Hmm, it makes you ponder Yeah, and sc- scratch your beard. Uh, <laughs> hey,
0: how about you shut up for those of us who don't have a beard? Yeah, well, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Get some testosterone. I don't know what to tell you.
0: After... <laughs>
1: The look on <laughs> Wes's face right now—it's like, no, not again, guys. Please, just, not uh, again. I have to edit it's, this. It's more of <laughs> just like, wow. It's just a, like I don't know how many times we brought up like facial hair on the show. Have we? I think there's been a handful
2: of times. The audience, they might not know. <laughs> Thank awesome. you for saying that. My mustache needs a lot of work. No, it's good. I, no, I don't like my mustache one bit. A little fun fact about Daniel. I hate my mustache. I want a new one. So Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Barely in the movie. Okay, so...
0: <laughs> I love guy. that you yeah. all
1: just hopped <laughs> right on. Oh, man. yeah. We're on the I moon really train. train. Oh, yeah. Work. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get on the moon train.
2: This movie got a lot of flack because Liv Tyler <laughs> <laughs> didn't <laughs> have much... Yeah. Oh, I've okay. seen a lot of reviews saying... I believe you. I to you. I've seen a lot of reviews saying they didn't give her enough to do. Duh. She, this is that's the point of the movie. Right. Is gone. he ruined his marriage because? We'll get into why. I'll give you my. I have a speech written Sure, now. I'm yeah, gonna. Pray. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah.
0: they have a valid complaint. I get wanting to see more of that. Don't you? I
2: get, in a sense, of oh, I wish I could see more Liv Tyler because I like Liv Tyler, but don't fault the movie. Because but
0: doesn't it. doesn't doesn't the um, Jerry Springer part of you want to see more dysfunction? <laughs> no. Because okay. <laughs> I think, because I think they
2: show and not tell here. It would have and offset
1: it's... the tone if they. Yeah. If there was some big storm out. It, the movie communicates the subtleties a lot with just different aspects. But mm-hmm. in the beginning, when you see, hurt. I love this shot. He's standing yes. there with at the beginning. He looks very reserved. He's kind of looking off in this sense. In the background, you see Liv Tyler look and turn her head. She's out of focus. Yep. And you see like him want to look. He wants to look at the door. He doesn't. You see her drop the keys, and she's out. She's
2: out. And he says, funny. "Even I won't break focus. For my mission." Yeah, that's and perfect. Yeah. Yes,
0: perfect yeah. narration there. I hated that because I watched. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, hear me out! Hear me out! No. Hear me out! Why? I'm not done. I'm
2: not done. Wes is
0: oh, on the floor. He's, so he's, he's on the like, floor. I was like, position. this is
1: like the best, like not the best, but like the filmmaking there was done. Like the whole theme and like the narration thing, the focus. I was like, this is so good. Why don't you? Ha- why don't you like this? Tell me. I did.
0: What? (laughs) (laughs) Steven, you're touring with our hearts. I know. No, I didn't like it because I was like, why is this like, I'm like, we're five minutes into this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're showing me the last dying breath of the man's marriage. Like, give me some context. Yeah. The only thing that saved that, the only thing that saved that, and it was a blink and you'll miss it moment was his trip to Jupiter when he's going back through the files looking at his memories with her. Not a blink and you miss it. There's a whole montage where they keep showing scenes back. I still felt like that montage. I mean, a lot of things happen in that montage. You know, you've got the feeding tube, you've got the floating. I mean, yeah. the the you have her narration, mm-hmm. which makes it feel like a little bit longer than it is in terms of her presence. Mm-hmm. But, I, man, I really thought they could have used more Liv Tyler. I really do. And I don't think the movie would have been any weaker for it
1: would Have been a it, bit longer, it would have been, been a longer. Problem. I
0: was okay with that. I yeah. loved and that, the world, that's,
1: yeah. That's all different. Like every movie, like, could either be longer or shorter. I think I feel like that's something Daniel and I have discovered. I'm sorry, I podcast. couldn't just let no. Daniel
2: walk
0: away with it. No. Like, no, 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 no. no. You're I see, We're all gonna talk
2: about I don't here. think it would have taken it away.
0: I don't think it would have detracted from the film. No,
2: it wouldn't have, but. I'm okay with the choice, and I think it serves the purpose well of this kind of story that they're trying to tell. It's a very
0: Brad-focused
1: movie, like we said. There's not many supporting it throughout. Almost to a fault. Almost, but not because of how good Brad is. I'd say like, if the movie tried to build someone up too much because it's these people that kind of just come and go or people from his past that are reoccurring mm-hmm. it would have been weird like oh here's you know Timmy the astronaut here to help Brad on his journey for three quarters of it you know it the like, like why we don't need that like yeah. it's it's Brad it's Brad Astra
0: yeah Tyler is great in the few moments she's in the movie I could have had the monkey scene entirely removed we'll get to and that and had that filled with marriage stuff by the way is the monkey we'll going to be that. a supporting character Oh. I was going to... Yeah. Yeah. He was... <laughs> <laughs> of course! Yeah. Is the CGI baboon going to be a supporting Let's character? Let's just talk about this, the, the baboon really quick.
1: Now. Do, you yeah. want, do you want me to get my shtick over with? Because this is my whole thing. Do it. Do it. Do
0: and then it. I'm like, I'm on, I'm okay, on good. Because I have a response to it. I I think. I think the baboon was a huge weakness. So a, lot was oh, yeah. a, weakness a lot of people do. A lot of people do. A lot of people do first. That it's a weakness? Oh, man. I thought oh, it was. Go ahead. Great. Because All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's what talking? Purpose in the story? Did it serve? So,
1: when talking about space earlier, about how like frugal this movie is with its liberties and space exploration and aliens and and the fantasy element of it, the, it's science fiction. It's not science fiction fantasy. I like that they had kind of the guts to say, what's something interesting that's believable, like you said plausible earlier on, that we could do that's another kind of inciting incident throughout the movie that adds a little bit of like, what is, what is this movie? What's going on? It's Brad being put in a situation that's completely unexpected, mm-hmm. completely uncalled for. He doesn't want to be there and he's still able to handle it really cool. So it's another kind of, it's almost character building for him in the sense that we get to see him deal with this Wild situation. There's a spaceship that sent out a Mayday call. Brad's trying to override the ship and say, Hey, the mission is Mars. We need to go to Mars. And they're like, Hey, dude, like, if you want to, that's cool. But you got to tell us why we got to go to Mars if it's so important. And because it's a classified mission, he doesn't. They board this passenger ship. I like that before that. It sets up the inevitability of that other kind of weak-minded captain who's just scared. And there's some nice narration with that about how he feels safe. They get on... They open the doors. No one's in there. They separate, and he finds the other captain of the ship that he came along with just mauled completely. And I want to say that it's not just the fact that they put this space baboon in there. They say and set it up that it's like a a biology kind of research craft. Monkeys have gone to space. Mm -hmm. It's, It's there. It's realistic in that sense. However, they go a step further. Not only did they get a Weta... New Zealand uh, special effects company, who's phenomenal, mm-hmm. they had a motion capture performance for the baboon, as well as, if you guys noticed, the hand that mm-hmm. was mauled. That's what primates do. They go for the digits first to weaken their opponents. So oh, they nice. took all of the, like, the steps of, like, if there was an actual aggressive baboon in space, you just look on the screen and you see this guy twitching. At first when I th- saw it, I was like, is he, like, being electrocuted? His body's, like, shaking... And the the shipping crate moves because it's in zero gravity and you see the the menacing look in this baboon's eyes as it just launches towards pitt. And I'm like what like what this movie is wild yeah but it's not wild at all. So I'm glad that they took like this weird interesting take of like that's not at all what I expected but it, it it's again it's it's there and then it's done but that's why I think people might not like it but what I gathered from it is we get character backstory on this setup for the weak-minded captain. We also learn that Brad not only talks the talk, but he walks the walk. That's other than the space pirate kind of scene on the moon. This is another thing where it's like, okay, his safety blanket of Donald Sutherland is gone. He's on his own. He needs to get there. And now he's got to fight a space baboon.
2: Great. As one does. Yes. No. No, that's that's perfectly phrased. Right. I would add, right. add. another yes. thought. So first time I saw this movie, this I thought like I enjoyed the scene and I jumped when I saw the baboon because I was like, what What are we doing? Here? <laughs> like, okay, if that's a space movie and there's a baboon in my face, and I thought it was the weak point. It's growing on me on rewatch, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, another thing that I think that James Gray was getting at, and he's never said this, so I could just be pulling this out of my butt, It might not be real. Mm-hmm. A lot of what this movie's saying is showing the irony of man's like obsession with outer space and pushing the limits, and right. that whole opening scene on the yeah. tower—that could be the Tower of Babel. Yeah, it of. really could. And uh so I think it's kind of interesting. It's like kind of making a comment on like the mistreatment of animals well, and not, experimenting yeah. on animals, or. Yeah. Showing the irony of that, as opposed to like, why are we so obsessed with uh, meaning alien life and our accomplishments? We can't take care of our own planet well, and creatures. That's not, something else I can't. Not kinda just took from that, that,
1: but like the like man's ambition is also like has a double edged sword there, where it's like okay, mm-hmm. you're clearly there for testing, Mm-hmm. but. You know, what happened, it might have been the surge that knocked out power to the ship and then the primates got out. Like, we don't know. Yeah. I like that they don't sit there and try to solve the mystery no. of the space baboon murder. Like, it's <laughs> like you know. Yeah,
2: that'd it, be cool. It's just, murder it mystery. sets
1: up the tension for later on while giving you an exciting scene. Big thumbs up.
2: Steven does not like it and I no want to hear his thoughts. I think
1: we're convincing him. I can't tell.
2: I think Steven agrees with us. Judging by how he's shaking his head. <laughs> My favorite part of that was when the monkey exploded.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. They
1: do explode the oh, monkeys yeah. in a cool way. And,
2: yeah.
0: Stephen, you can say if you hate it, you can talk yeah. about it. I didn't like it. That's, That's fine. fine. That's because fine. Here's the thing. I felt like... here. I, I have long felt like if it's something that you can remove from a plot, and I felt this before I even started working on like editing, mm-hmm. if it's something that you can take out of the plot, you probably should. Because otherwise, the audience is going to look at it, and it's going to seem like some magical spell that you threw in there. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'd, I feel like if we chopped the whole monkey part out, and we just got him directly to Mars, you'd have generally the same story. So I see what you're saying, yeah. and I certainly do. I don't disagree with the with the context, because you're right. It does give amazing context, and it's very good in that sense. Wouldn't the pacing be much slower, though, if it didn't have this short election scene? I think that scene? you have much more valuable things to go to. I think if you go into anything with his dad, I think if you go into anything with Liv Tyler. The whole I movie's think, about his dad, though. Mm, go go more into, into Liv Tyler. Go more into Space Command. I mean, any of that sort of stuff. I think that's a lot more relevant, and I think it's a lot more mm-hmm. underexplored. Right. And I wish that I would have gotten more of that more of that sort of texture mm-hmm. of the world. And I almost felt like that was a boy, we need to make this movie longer sort of write in. I felt like it was a major weakness you. in the film. But they, you guys bring up good points.
1: Yeah. I mean the the only thing like I could think of that's like like how do you remove because I love the stuff with the the guy who they had kind of butt heads where the weak minded captain I keep mm-hmm. calling him who, yeah. <laughs> who doesn't want to be there. He's like a de- he's like a guy who had great a character. Yeah, job. It was yeah. a great character. Yeah. They
0: needed that character like, in there.
1: I like the I don't know if I would have liked it if it was just him from the get-go, and they don't kill off the other guy, but I like that the, the twists and turns. First, I'm like, what's the why are they narrating this guy, Brad analyzing this guy? What's the point? Oh, it's because this guy's about to get his face ripped off by a space baboon. Yeah. Which you could have done it a dozen different ways, but to Daniel's point, I think it ties into the themes well, like you mentioned with the the Tower of Babel, essentially the antenna at the beginning. Just, mm-hmm man trying to push things so far like we do. Not, not that it's a bad thing, but there is no. going to be that, that give and take there.
0: Well, and to your point, the audience that watches it, you notice that whenever they kind of axe Brad from the project on Mars, uh-huh. he walks right back past the same captain who's behind he just saved. Yeah, And exactly. they, don't, they don't give him a second yep. look, even though he's the one that saved their That's, bacon. Yes.
1: And yep. so to your, to
0: your point, to your point, <laughs> yes. it was a very well-completed storyline. Mm-hmm. Connected to Planet of the Apes, please. Can we get an Ad
1: Astro sequel, Planet of the Apes? Oh,
2: Caesars in the spaceship? The
1: the, the, the can space universe universe of the apes instead of planets?
2: I like that. Uh, space apes. Space. <laughs> Star Trek, but with monkeys.
1: Donald Sutherland. Yes. Space Cowboys. Little tidbit was also in the movie yeah, In Space yeah. with Tommy Lee Jones called Space Absolute. Cowboys. Clint, East a movie. Clint Eastwood movie. Have you ever seen that? it?
2: <laughs> That's a dad movie and a half right there. <laughs> Dad's in space.
1: So Donald Sutherland, he knows Brad Pitt's father. That's kind of the interesting connection with his character. Yeah, right he's on. trying
2: to be like a almost father figure to Brad, but he's not having it. No. He's Pitt,
0: the but. one who gives Brad the piece of information mm-hmm. that shows, remember when Brad is on the ship to Mars, Yeah, and he goes back and he turns on this little wrist packet and it yeah. shows him that something's going on. At first viewing, you're right. It does look like Donald Sutherland's kind of trying to be his dad. He's yeah. not. Donald Sutherland knows the true agenda of Space Command. Yeah. The um. reason the character was there was that they're trying to show, in so, with so many different characters, this is not what it looks like on the surface. And Brad's got mm-hmm. nobody to tell him that. Yeah. And so on second and third viewing, mm-hmm. Donald Sutherland, I don't think, is trying to be his dad. He's trying to blow the whistle in such a way as to not get himself fired. My opinion. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That
1: is an interesting point because that's when the movie kind of takes a turn. Like, there's a space pirate scene where they're on, like, these lunar rovers. And it's oh, kind so of like cool. a shootout. We'll get to that. It's really cool. <laughs> so cool. Right after that, though, he kind of, like, starts peeling back the layers of Clifford McBride, Brad's father, in the mm-hmm. film. And that he knows him. And that not everything is as what it seems. What I like is right after that, like, we get that. It's not a tonal shift, but throughout it, you know, Brad says, like, oh, you know, it's kind of disgraceful what they're doing. My father was a hero. And, like, minutes later, you're getting, like, okay, it switches from, you need to go on this mission. You know, check, check in on your dad. Go see how he's doing. And it switches to, oh, by the way, he might be a terrorist now and needs to be taken out. Like, and seeing Brad deal with that, I like Donald, Donald Sullivan's character being, like, the segue to that. That kind of plants those seeds of doubt. And kind of moves the film along in a way. Yes. Daniel. Yeah. Donald.
2: No, I said my piece. You like him? No. Uh, yeah. I
0: wish we would have had more, more of them, though. That's another one. I wish there yeah. was a way to write in more of those characters. They were so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ruth Nega,
1: really quick. She's interesting because she helps Brad move along on Mars, and he, she's another child of the space program, basically. Yep. Interesting enough, she was also in another uh, Brad Pitt movie on the pit list, Daniel.
2: Was she? Mm-hmm. Uh Uh, ooh, ooh, Fury. No, I'm just kidding.
1: World War World War Z. She's one of like the scientists, like oh. right at the end of the movie.
2: Hmm.
1: Slept more that to do. Movie. Yeah, gets more to do in this movie. <laughs> well, Yeah. She's good. Forget She's good that. too. She's good. Yeah. She, another one who's not given much to do, but I like this this throughout like through line of, you know, kind of passing the baton to supporting
0: character to supporting character to get Brad to where he needs to go without. Overlying on one of them. Yeah. Well, they had to create a certain tension because yeah. Space Command is ultimately pulling the strings. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the, the overriding factor that, that uh, James Gray wanted to go with was, did you know that when they initially did the atomic bomb, they didn't know if they'd be able to stop the chain reaction? And they did it anyway. Yep. That was sort of the thought behind the surge. Yeah. Right. And so the... If you actually put yourself in the movie circumstances, it's a very political situation. Yeah, Space oh, yeah. Command wants you to figure this out. Yes, your dad is a hero. Very politicized. Uh-huh. And so they had to figure a way to fit in all these doubts and yeah. fit in all this sort of under-the-radar under, under the radar story and do it in such a way as to not you know tip your hat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. And I don't know. I mean... I get that sitting down and writing. Just the writing alone, that's really good. Mm -hmm. How you do the writing that well and then cast characters that good, that's what I think makes this movie as cut above. How do you get Donald Sutherland to appear for like five or ten minutes and then Ruth to appear for like another five or ten minutes? I mean, the acting is just so on point. And it's the little things that they do. It's the way that she acts whenever... They're in the uh, the therapy room. Yes, it's yeah. the way Donald Sutherland acts when he realizes his heart's given out on him, and he's got to give him this piece of information, and he can't explain it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the stuff that it's it's subtle, it's small, but it puts the movie from being you know your what was your middle of the line Brad's a tad Brad. Yeah,
2: it you know, yeah. takes
0: it from being a tad Brad mm-hmm. to yeah. being rad Brad for sure.
2: Yeah. You mentioned World War Z. I was going to say one more thing about the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. We talked about how that was a bad version of like a that movie's very Brad focused and, and there's not and a lot a of supporting way. characters yeah. this, is, this the, is the good version because they're totally supplementing written. his character and the story you couldn't be more right yeah, yeah the no, this that is movie, how you do exact it opposite,
1: yeah. where it is kind of like passing the baton along but they're either like cut out underwritten or just there to yep. serve some McGuffin purpose in this yep. movie it's all they're all focused on Brad and they reveal more elements of Brad's character yeah and especially at that point once he gets to Mars, that's like where it's kinda like the last nail in the coffin where he knows like he's going to really rustle some feathers and like do things he really didn't think he would do to get to mm-hmm. where it, the end point of seeing his dad again. Yeah. What he would do? What's the do? What's the do was <laughs> he snacking and was he a snack? These are the three questions we ask every Brad movie. We talk about his hair. We talk about if he was snacking, because Brad Pitt has a, a nasty habit of eating throughout all of his movies. He's a or hungry boy. Was he boy. a snack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
2: hair, go. That hair was on point, man. Oh, dude. Clean cut. Very clean cut. This is professional, Brad. No, no nonsense. No nonsense to be had here.
0: No flair, just... I was actually curious, Mm -hmm. so I read the credits. I'm that nerdy. And they did have a specific hairstylist. For Brad? For the hairbread, for that. Absolutely. A
1: thousand percent. Of
2: course. (laughs) Give that person a a raise. We can only hope to achieve. (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, man, he's good looking in this movie, isn't he? Yeah. He's a snack. You got that. Have we said he's a snack in every movie in this list? Or were there a few uh, iffy ones? I didn't think
0: it was a snack and snatch.
2: No, that's right,
1: yeah.
0: Um I refuse to comment on no. this particular part of your co- podcast. That's fine. No, no, you have to. Come I will not on, move on. I'll be brave here. Let's well, let's you, uh, you say this man is handsome right
2: now or
1: don't don't be uh kicking you off the episode what's, what's the word? Don't be don't be insecure here. Like we all don't okay, be we insecure
0: all, like like <laughs> we're
1: all man enough here to say like Brad Pitt is an attractive human being. Like Yes. Find like just a fact. There's no like opinion
0: based on it. So we like to dis- discuss the. Uh, I really appreciated the that the movie tried to to dwell on that because I think. That was the weakness of Troy. Look, yeah. you, didn't, you
1: didn't even want oh, to talk yeah. about it. And you yeah. brought up a great point. Absolutely, I, 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 there's no, no, no like, really, oh, he's changing no. into his astronaut
0: uniform because you get shirt so no. much of that in other movies. No, it's yeah. just like, and I, and I get it from the standpoint of trying to get you know more women in your seats, but oh, I mean, I liked that the movie was kind, kind of for bold enough. To, <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> He's a very secure man. Here oh in the yeah.
2: City right
0: <laughs> uh, Possibly too secure.
2: We'll let the <laughs> listeners
1: know that. Uh, was Was he snacking though?
2: Uh,
0: no. Really. No. No. He never ate in this movie. Okay.
2: Deleted scene where he goes to the Moon Applebee's. <laughs> <beast. laughs> At stuff. happy hour. <laughs> Guess it was dollar, he you had know, a dollar, wings. He had a burger.
1: Did you guys see him put the fries on the burger?
2: Oh, nice. Wild. It was
1: out of
0: this world.
2: <laughs> oh, man. What a great scene. <laughs> honestly, I could use Actually,
0: more. the lack of snacking, I thought, added to the film. Well, honestly, I love yeah. <laughs> the fade-in scene where he's almost to Neptune and he's, like, out of it. And yeah. he's, like, sucking on that water bottle mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah on into the wall Yeah, the lack of food it's helped a, the movie especially
1: watching all these Brad Pitt movies because it's something that he does and he has purpose behind between like a lot of his characters and sometimes it's just there I think it's just like a joke almost mm-hmm. but in this one I think it would be almost you know we don't know but I think it'd be fair to say that it was planned that way that there wasn't going to be any, any Brad snacking in this movie even though there pretty much is in every other Brad Pitt movie we've talked
2: about yeah Absolutely. I want to say why I love this movie so much. Other than the fact that, oh, this is awesome, Brad Pitt's so good in it, you know, what a beautiful, you know, made movie. I want to say the heart of why I love this movie so much. Is this the proper time? What?
0: To say this. Yes. 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 Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm sorry. I
2: I think Wes made a time in the format for me to give my speech. yeah. To kind of get it out. So, this movie has two layers to it. I've kind of broken it up in two layers. It's like an onion, like an ogre. Um, (laughs) So I think James Gray was really trying to get at a very interesting point looking at space travel of like the mere fact that man, mankind wants to go to space and look for alien life and can do all these things. We talked about the Tower of Babel kind of imagery there. It's very cool and it's very impressive that we can do this, but I think there are some downsides to it that you don't see in a lot of movies. It's glorified, which it should be. I mean, NASA's pretty incredible. Enough upset there. But to me, it's, it's interesting because it's. There's that line, we're world eaters, which you mentioned. I love that line because it's just basically saying, like, okay, we've just kind of. Our own corruption and greed has brought up the worst in us on this planet, and isn't that kind of a scary thought that we're thinking about? We're talking about colonizing on Mars, you know. Tesla's talked about that. So I think that's really fascinating that it's kind of talking about man's kind of greed and corruption and just um, look what we can do kind of aspect but not asking, should we do it? I think that's really interesting. And it's showing us in that macro level of you see humans colonizing on the moon, you have the moon apple bees. you have the moon train, you got people fighting with resources on the moon. So we're already making a mess of the moon. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really a cool and interesting thought. But also they take that, they, they don't really ever explain any of that. That's just kind of shown. But they also, the second layer of the movie is, they kind of zoom in on that and they show you from a father and son relationship what that looks like. You got Tommy Lee Jones, who's obsessed with his mission. And there's a difference between having a job to do, like Stephen, you talked about in the beginning how he's closed off from his emotions. Brad Pitt's very stoic, he wants to get the job done, which is good, but it depends on what the job is. If he's buckling down and getting the job done to provide for his family or do something noble, that's great. But he's not, he's modeling himself after his absentee father who was obsessed with getting the job done just so he can get his name on a plaque on NASA. And it destroys their relationship and it just kind of shows just kind of the impact of what that um, that selfishness can do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Uh, there's that line, my favorite part of the movie is when he reunites with his dad and the line that kills me is when How Jones says, I never cared about you or your mother and Brad Pitt says, I know. Like, the, the way he says it, it's just like, yeah, I know, I get it now. It's like that whole journey from Earth to Neptune was like him kind of slowly realizing it. And I'm a sucker for any movie that the main character has to let go of, like, this thought that's weighed him down his whole life. Of he's trying so hard to get his father's approval. He's trying so hard to be like his dad, close off from his emotions, get the job done for his own accomplishments and I love that in that line he says I know and he almost looks like yeah he's sad about it but he's like I'm over it like I'm good now I can move on with my life and as soon as he gets back to Earth he reunites with Luke Tyler yeah, and he's able to restore his marriage and I think that's really cool I'm a sucker for any movie that does that so the reason I love Creed so much mm-hmm. is because that's the same thing there Creed has to let go of the fact that he even says I don't care if I win I just want to do this for me Right. I'm a sucker for that Yeah. so that gets me emotional yeah. And I could tear up in that scene because I'm like, look at Brad go. Yeah. That's it. Dude, yes. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's Daniel. gonna go cry.
1: That's no, you're so right about that. The movie paints this beautiful through line of that. It's like the question that Brad is smart enough to know the answer already, but also. Know that he needs it answered as well, and then you get yeah. that scene where he literally has to let his dad go. Like, I know you're getting yeah. a little bit nail on the head there, but like, yeah, of course. But, but he wasn't going to bring his dad back, Thomas and no. Jones wasn't going to go back to her. exactly. Yeah, but the fact that it's not like, uh, like I said earlier, it's not, or like you pointed out, it's not like this big, like, oh, it's an explosion, or like he can't, or his dad dies. Like, he, Brad has to be the one that, like, mm-hmm. releases. And that's what the whole movie's about, and like you hit on. He, that's mm-hmm. like the lesson. He goes back and reunites with Liv Tyler. And yeah, the movie is so Brad-focused, but it's also, like you were saying, the theme of everything, it never loses sight yeah. of what it's trying to talk about. You're thousand percent right. You mentioned a few of them in that, Daniel. Like, so Potent Quotables is the next part. Yeah. What, like, are there other lines that pop out to you at all? I know this isn't like a, you know, it's not a Troy or an Ocean's Eleven here, but, like, is there anything that stands out to you other than the ones you just mentioned?
2: Uh, I think that whole scene where he's also kind of doing the broadcast to try to get to his dad. Yeah. And he breaks down, and as soon as he breaks I I don't remember it. Mm -hmm. But as soon as he breaks down, they rush him out of there. He's like, he he can't cope with the failure of, you know, failing his mission. Mm
1: -hmm. That's a really good scene. I
2: don't really think there's quotes that I I could really think of.
1: The only one is like the, we mentioned the narration that I had that you guys have already taken some of the bigger ones. But the, I mentioned earlier that shift between, okay, go save your dad mission to, hey, your dad might not be this hero, he might be doing awful things out here in space, is he kind of narrates himself. He says, what happened to my dad? What did he find out there? Did it break him, or was he always broken? He felt that encapsulated, and he, Brad starts asking these questions. Yep. I like that, that gear shift in the movie of planting those seeds that have a huge payoff at the
0: end of the movie. Yeah, so here I go. What's up? Drop the mic. I felt like a lot of this movie was quotable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because... Mm-hmm. Nice. because I'm 31. Mm-hmm. Not Old. saying I have a lot of life experience, but I have some. Yeah. So I've seen how a relationship, mm-hmm. with any, any, any whether it's a business relationship, a family relationship, whatever, I've seen how they start, peak, end. I've seen that. Yeah. And something that I think the movie did just fantastic was, it works in stages. You go through a certain stage of the movie... And what the character says, and sometimes, like you said, it's like really like on the nose, mm-hmm. but you get it. Yeah. You clearly, the Brad who says, "What did he find out there?" Was he always broken? That comes way before. Oh yeah. He actually gets the um, the uh, like forbidden transmission in the therapy room. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And so the movie has clearly closed the door on this phase of where he's at. And moved him on to another. So I feel like a lot of the movies quotable. It's not like fun quotable. movie no, like okay. like yeah. Tombstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. But it is very quotable. I found myself thinking really deeply about a lot of the lines. They're almost poetic. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it does a very good job of going. Okay. You've sat here. You've experienced this. You felt this. Now we're going to close the door and we're going to move you on to this. Right. And it does that four or five times throughout the yeah. course of the film. You know, like what one of my favorite favorite lines in the whole movie is when he's sitting there, and he doesn't even know if blasting himself back to Earth is going to work. Yeah, And mm-hmm. he goes, I look forward to the day that my solitude is, is at an end. Yep. That was, like, the best mo- probably like, like, quote to yep. make you be quiet for, like, a whole minute. You know, you couldn't have ended on something better than that. Right. So. Well, guys, we're at the, the end of the road here, the end
1: of the moon train track here. <laughs> we're at the end of the pit list, the whole thing. So... I have a question
0: I'm dying for. us now the What's up? Time to yes. throw it out. Final I'll throw it. Okay. Final I gotta hear it from both of you. Of course. Okay. Here is this movie in a nutshell to me. Mm-hmm. It is a masterpiece. It's not it's not up in like, you know, for me like Batman begins level, like like flawless type movie. Here's why. I felt like there's so much in the movie, the space Applebee's. Yeah. The the space McGee. There's all this yeah. texture mm-hmm. in the movie. And they don't explain it. Hmm. Like, for instance, Tommy Lee Jones being in space for 30 freaking years, where did he get the food? Like, even if he stole people's food, where did he get the food? Uh They don't explain that. I thought that was a major weakness of the movie. But I thought the strength of focusing on Brad's relationship, it made up for it. Barely, but it made up for it. How did you guys feel about that?
2: Well, Because I was just dying. I
0: was sitting there and I'm like... Let me see more of his trip to the moon. Let me see more. Explain right. it more. And they didn't do it. What do you guys think? I've got my answer. You kind
1: of answered the question that Yeah. my take is, they could have. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they should have, though. Because, at particularly with the Tommy Lee Jones thing, if you're at the climax of your movie and you're going to take whatever, two minutes, three minutes to explain something, I don't like it. I like the, the ending 20 minutes exactly how it is because it, it's... Completely focused on the pinnacle of the movie of the Brad and Tommy Lee Jones relationship. Agree. That's it. That's yeah. that's all. I'm not saying that you're wrong because they are very rooted in reality and the plausibility of it all, which is something that you know him being alive for thirty years is kind of raises some question marks. But I think that's like the lower level, of like
0: nitpicking in yeah. a way.
1: Just because it, it's it's. See, very, do you
0: really think it like like I feel like it's not nitpicking. I feel like looking at it. I feel like why didn't you get rid of the space monkey? And tell me how he survived. You leave it. that space monkey alone. I can't you leave the space no, no, monkey. No, you leave him alone. There's nothing me. to you, and it's dead anyway. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, it suffered. So Wes, why did you? Why do you not make it a masterpiece then? What are the weaknesses of the film to you? No, for me, like it's the weaknesses
1: of it are just it's not. When I say masterpiece, it has to be. Film is obviously subjective. It's got to be my thing. I have. To, I yeah, wouldn't not feel sorry. good about slapping masterpiece on something that. I don't absolutely love. I think this is a great movie. Yeah. I think this is one of the best ones of 2019, I, th- which is a stellar year. But where did it fall short for you? The other thing I wanted to add on to that was... <laughs> I got some thoughts I wanted to add on to that. This too. one, yeah. Brad Pitt should have won the Oscar for this movie, not Hollywood, I think. That's what I think. I think should have nominated. it. Yes. Or, so I know it's leading and all that, yet yeah, whatever.
2: But yeah. It was never going to happen, but where yes. Where it
1: falls short is just the pivotal moment where it's like... You know, forty minutes into the movie, and they finally get to Mars. It's that therapy room stuff that, like, that just misses me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. I still like the movie. I've liked it each time, more a little bit on rewatch. Yeah. But yeah, that that's all. That's all it is. It's it's strictly for the most part personal preference, and mm-hmm. that's that's about it. Pacing issue. I guess you could call it that, but again, it is still a fairly slow movie mm-hmm. for for throughout. This movie yeah, reminds me a lot of uh,
2: There Will Be Blood. As far as pacing goes, yeah. in some of the messages it's trying to say. Sure, yeah, yeah. There will be blood and space with monkeys. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's what it should have really been. Ta- that was the working line. title. Right, to yeah. answer your question about him not having food, if I'm watching a Apollo 13, if I'm watching a First Man, yeah, I'd want that answered. But I'm completely fine with them, kind of like you said, right. not explaining it. Because, too, if this movie is set in a universe where we've colonized the moon... I'm just gonna assume that they figured it out because we're so far advanced. Yeah, I'm gonna figure. Neil deGrasse Tyson ripped this movie apart for not being scientifically accurate, shove it up your yeah. yeah, You know, (laughs) I'm sorry, like that's That's not what this. That's my favorite part of this podcast (laughs) so far. Telling Neil deGrasse Tyson (laughs) to shove it. It's Um. it's just not that kind of movie, and I don't expect it to be, and I don't think James Ray intended it to be. So it's just for me, it's completely fine leaving that out.
1: Where is this fall then, Daniel? Bagels wise, as we. 10. We, 10. Easy. I'm not surprised. Easy. You, no, it's To go from, you know, 1 to 10. Decimals are encouraged, but 10 yeah. is the highest. I
2: honestly, I don't ten. think there's anything I would change about the movie. Yeah.
1: Steven?
0: Mm, between 9 and 9.5 bagels.
1: Than, I'd have to say, I'm lower than you guys, but not that low. I'm like an 8.7. So, like, so you like
2: Hollywood better than this movie?
1: again that's just again it's more of a west thing yeah but when yeah. again but performance wise this one Brad takes the cake if there's a movie that encompasses the pit list ad astra is it That is true it's, it's yeah what like other movie is so focused on Brad that's like that Brad Pitt is the movie in yeah. the best sense of the word it's not like a Troy where it's a blockbuster where it's like Brad Pitt and Troy it's this is ad astra it's a space journey
0: about Brad Acting his pants off, you know. And that yeah. connection and understanding, I think of James Gray and Brad together, yeah. like they knew the each great other. P- and I mean, it just that was that was one of those unspoken Hollywood magic things for yeah. sure. Like peanut butter on a burger.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So last thing is the will we'll scale. This is kind of an interesting one to score. So there's like this is a very fluid rating thing. Mm-hmm. We'll get through really quick at the bottom. There's stab my eyes. Then there's what's the mood. If it's on, watch with friends and seek it out. They're all just options in a free flowing
0: chart, basically. It's not infinitely rewatchable.
1: Yeah. I know I'm acting I know I'm
0: acting out of line here. No, yeah. But I wanna hear what Daniel says because I find that no matter what, I can just turn on this movie and just like roll with it. Yeah. Nope. This is seek
2: it out. If you guys haven't seen this movie, please do not watch the trailer. No, just go just into go it. Just go watch the movie. For and sure. if you watched it once and didn't like it because you thought it was too slow or whatever the reason, I would just recommend you give it one yeah. more try.
0: If
1: anything on this podcast we've talked about in this episode seems the least bit interesting to you, or you follow along with the pit list, this is a definite seek it out for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: What a way to, to and if yeah. you want fun on the seek it out. Did you guys notice that there's sort of meaning behind every shot? Like there's a uh, specific shot in the movie that I thought at first was kind of a throwaway Mm -hmm. where they tell him, okay, you're going to fly commercial to the moon. Before he gets there, remember when you see the car in the California hills and he looks Mm -hmm. up at the moon? Yeah. There's a lot of subtle meaning in those shots. So Mm -hmm. for any of our first-time viewers, if you're watching it again, the film is very much like visual poetry. Yeah. And I found that I can go through and I watch it, and there's multiple things happening be it visually or story-wise, in every shot of the movie. And I think that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, He knows what kind of movie he
1: wanted to make. For sure. He absolutely saw his mission all the way through. Yeah. This is the last time we have to do this. So this is between Daniel and I now to rank the pit <laughs> Oh, no. It stresses us out every time we get one that's like... Stressy uh, besty. You know, you know, a favorite of ours. So right now, we'll just limit it right now to top... Uh, because I I know it's not going to go really any lower. It better than that. not. <laughs> this is the last time we're going to do this. So okay. without further ado, Daniel, let's... So the
2: number one. Ocean's full, Eleven. Yeah, it's got the Baker's is, dozen. Yep, it does. Okay.
1: Why? We're no. We are. We I'll argue we with you have after this. At the very top, like you said, Ocean's Eleven. Hollywood. Hollywood. How the f- We f- haven't even seen the movie, so shut up. Moneyball is number three. <laughs> And Glorious Bastards is number four, oh. Fight Club is five, Burn is six, you... Snatch is seven, Fury, Benjamin Buddy, World War Z, and then Troy at the bottom. How, How is Buddy? Fury that low? Listen to the <laughs>
2: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. calm down! It is
1: time to go through, so where are we putting it, Daniel? Oh, well, I. you know, I know where it, I want you, it. You want it number one, Yeah, I, I, I probably know. want it four.
2: You want it four? Okay.
1: Honestly, how about this? How about we, I'll cut you a deal. I'll cut you another deal here. <laughs> I know
2: what you're going to do. We'll go, go be
1: Oceans, Ad Astra, Moneyball,
2: then Hollywood. Yeah? You got a deal signed throw, we'll it, Back to back. Back to back. I'm going to I'm gonna throw to
0: a kink in here. No. <laughs> Oceans 11. Hear me out.
2: Yes, Steve. Oceans
0: 11. Clearly an ensemble film. Sure. Yeah. Right? Now, Ad Astra, Moneyball. This is, this is all, just so you know for context,
1: this is just movies. But don't you Brad feel like removed. it's cheating? Yeah. Brad removed. And that's why we have the
2: Brad and and, Bone and everything. And it's is is combined. I don't agree with this list. He doesn't agree with this yeah. list. If, okay. if we made our own it's, personal it's, list, we, it would be completely yeah. different. Because here's the, the thing I noticed. If you guys look
0: at Moneyball, you look at Ad Astra, you look at even Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Two you characters. haven't seen it. <laughs> I, you haven't seen it. Tell me if I'm wrong. You are. Basically two main characters, right? I uh, know. Right? And Leo's the main yeah, main character. Leo and Brad are not the two main characters in that movie. Brad's supporting. Brad's supporting. Or, <laughs> it's Leo's movie. It's Leo's but it's movie. basically those two, right? I, I mean, no you way, can't really say Margot Robbie's like a main character no. in the film, right? No. But okay, so did. my point is... Have you seen it? Your number one film... I haven't <laughs> seen Ocean's Eleven either. <laughs> Why are taking a dump no, on it, Simon. I am not taking a dump. You're
1: not hearing me out. Stop the rest of the out. You're not hearing me out. Go home and watch the
0: top movie on <laughs> the You're the not list. hearing me out. I have a legitimate question. What? My wife's going to be listening to this like, this is exactly how our argument's go. <laughs> <laughs> Priscilla, I'm so sorry. Here's the thing. I feel like all the other movies you guys are talking about, there's so many fewer characters than Ocean's Eleven. Doesn't that bother you at all? No, because we're
2: just talking about movies. We're talking about movies.
0: It's like personal insane. preference mixed with Brad,
1: mixed with our likes and our dislikes. It's a very, it's a big hodgepodge mess of a situation
0: that yep. I was ranking these Because that totally bugs the crap out of me. That's what? great. <laughs> it feels like, it's like a- sorry. The, the dynamics are totally different. Welcome to the club. That's why yeah, I mean,
2: we, we are pulling our hair out every time like we're trying to rank this. I of would stress.
0: never <laughs> compare. So.
1: Not necessarily comparisons. It's just a, a creative project, if you will. It's like to see what okay. would come out of a list you're throwing Once
0: all caution we love to the lists. wind and just, just going it's for it, ev- yeah.
1: More so, not caution to the wind, we're throwing all, all the peas in the pot here. Does everybody get yeah. in kitchen sink type? Yep, whatever breakfast.
0: tastes best is what I'm going with. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. and yeah. I
1: hope this was a good taste of an episode. I hope the pit list was great for everybody.
0: I felt like we got West to be a lot more vocal this episode. Did we?
1: Later on, yeah. I think, think
0: so. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: bear out of me a little bit. Uh, Daniel, closing thoughts.
2: On Ad Astra or The Pit on List? The Pit
1: List. Just wrap it all up for us, buddy. Honestly, I'm so
2: surprised. Uh, I'm not going to include this one because I don't listen to it, obviously. My favorite episodes of The Pit List, personally, mm. Benjamin Button in, <laughs> in Troy. Yeah. Which is hilarious to me because of the movies I dislike. But I feel like yeah. we had the most fun talking. We did about have them. a lot of fun. Surprisingly, like, on that yeah. yeah, check those out if you haven't. What are your favorite episodes?
1: We Moneyball was a favorite just because I thought. Yeah. It would be. It wouldn't come together like I thought in my head. It would, and it did. So mm-hmm. that was a surprise. And then, I mean, man. Ocean's Eleven was such a fun episode too that and then was Burn fun. After Reading took a trip up oh, to Illinois I that was about Bur- Burn yeah. After Reading was fantastic That's up there. That was, and then a very interesting Brad performance as well so all in all love it definitely made the right decision on the actor series and you know what Excited. we've got more in store the rest of the year do we mm-hmm. want to talk about what we're no we'll leave him hanging no. yes. <laughs> yes Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I left. well so long